0: Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. Are those leaves keeping you on your toes these days? Are you looking at the leaves and really noticing the different colors, the diversity in the type of leaves, the color of the leaves, and even how the leaves are transitioning as they lay upon the ground, as nature's confetti I don't leave my leaves just laying right now I'm collecting the bulk of them to make my own compost but then there are some leaves that are just beautiful with those leaves I create a leaf bouquet a day almost like my garden friends all unique in their own way And some who just might be authors also have a unique way to share their knowledge, educate and inspire us with their words, and overall are just fun people. One book that I reviewed recently, A Year at Brandywine Cottage, inspired me to not just read the book, but to have a chat with the author as well. If you'd like to read the review of my book, pop on over to the blog. In the meantime, allow me to introduce you to David L. Culp, author of A Year at Brandywine Cottage. Good morning, David Culp. How are you today?
1: I'm blessed. It's a sunny day. Uh, We've had several days of rain, and it looks like it's going to be a good day to get those last-minute gardening chores done. I'm Mm. blessed.
0: Last-minute gardening chores. We all have them. But, you know, before we even go there, um, David Culp, the man, the garden, the book, why should we know you in your own words. Three words, maybe.
1: Three words. Well, the first one comes to mind is, I'm passionate. Passion. That would be one. It takes a lot of passion to make this garden. Um, and it, it's, it's made out, it comes from that place. It comes out of love and passion. The so passion would be a, a key word, I think. Another word that would describe me is possibilities i always think in terms of possibilities what can i do where can i make a garden i don't take the i don't take the answer no uh very seriously because right away i start trying to figure out a way that tends to be in life and in the garden you know i, I garden on a story wall in the ruin i garden i've gardened on my rooftop i dry on an acre dry I don't, I just think that I need to think about it and everything is possible. And my whole thing in my gardening life was just to tell people that it's possible, okay? It's, <laughs> it is. Yeah. Uh, everything, you know, you know. grandmother, <laughs> when she said you could do it, she made it possible. So that, that became really, really important to me, kind of like a lifelong calling, both mm-hmm. the way I think and, and the way I garden, okay? It's the way I garden. Sometimes mm-hmm. you need to research things to find out just what those possibilities were, but they're there for you, okay, they are, they're there are different. And number three, let's see, passion, possibilities, and I guess, is it fair? You'd have to say plants, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm all about it, yeah. I'm, I'm all about plants. It's the medium in which I live and work, it's where I get my strength and um, I just know that I have I have a lot of different plants. Now, so, yeah, those are that's it. Funny they're all three peas but uh, but that's okay
0: but that's okay passion.
1: Yeah. It takes to bring in 200 pots in two mm-hmm. days it takes a lot of passion
0: and the possibility that we will get through this i'm sure played a role as oh, well
1: yeah well as soon as they're in the bulbs get planted you know it's just this domino effect
0: well i will have to tell you i remember going to the philadelphia flower show when you wrote your first book, The Layered Garden. And you were sitting down and so many people were coming up and speaking with you. And I just stood there and listened in awe because that was another book that I truly, truly cherished. What, what made you fall in love with gardening? Well, it seems to
1: me as, as, about as early as I can remember, I've been digging holes in the ground and planting things. Um Preschool I've always been outside mother encouraged me to play outside and uh, My my parents allowed me that and my both my grandmothers were gardeners so uh, I was always helping them in the garden and I just always was thrilled with nature somewhat of a you know nature and plants Mm -hmm. i'm looking across my office at a Dutch master cigar box that my sister sent me to remind me is that's where I started. I was growing plants in my bedroom, in a in the cigar box, just because I love seeing things grow. From wow. age. And and that that original one's long gone, but mm-hmm. it still reminds me of we yeah. all are somewhere. Yeah, okay. we all start somewhere. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I, I just some... love it.
1: I still do. I just love the outdoors. I connect with the garden.
0: Mm-hmm of all of the projects you've done, because you've been uh, creating beautiful landscapes for quite a while. Which is probably the one that is most memorable to you?
1: Here at the cottage or just in general?
0: In general. Well, that's, 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 two, that's two
1: categories. Of course, the cottage has been my life's work and in a, in a way it's my home. It's been 30 years of painting, this gardening picture. So if you look at it in in terms of your life in that perspective, that has to be number one, Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, Most all of my garden work reflects a sense of naturalism. And I like that feeling in all of my gardens that I've been doing. Mm -hmm. But it's like looking at your child, each one you're with is the best. It's, It's hard to say which one's the best, I love them all. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, just in terms of work, I think everyone would have to answer, or at least I do, my my
0: home, my home garden. Mm -hmm. I was hoping you'd say that. So, the first book, we're, we're gonna go book by book here, Well just the first, these two books. The Layered Garden. When you started working at the Brandywine Cottage, and making it your home, what inspired you to write the first book, The Layered Garden? Well, I
1: had been gardening at the cottage for about twenty years, I would say, and um, and I thought, gee, I, I think I want to write about a, my lifetime love affair, and it was to put a it was to put memoirs uh, uh, on my garden. I had asked my gardening mentor to who the book's dedicated, Joanna Reed, I'd always would pester her to write a book, and she never did. And after she passed, I decided that I would write a book. I wasn't going to ask her to do anything I wouldn't do myself. Mm-hmm. So I wrote the book, and I wanted to write it about the garden, kind of, just to put a bow around my life's work. Mm-hmm. And uh, when it caught on like it did, it caught me a little bit by surprise after it won the Gardening Book of the Year. I didn't write it for that. I wrote it out of, it was it was for the garden. It was, I wrote the book for the garden. Uh, and, it was, and then it took off on its own from
0: there. It's funny when you say it was for the garden. I can hear the passion in your voice. Because the garden really, it, 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 if you're connected to it, it's really deep, isn't it?
1: Yes, I I, I, I spoke at a talk last night and they were talking about, do you meditate in the garden? And I said, well, yeah, but it's more like an active meditation. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just happen to feel the connection when I'm in the garden, when I'm weeding, when I'm walking in the woods, when I'm planting. Mm -hmm. I automatically feel connected and sometimes the worries of the world fall away because I'm so connected with the the garden and the earth. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, It is quite spiritual for me. Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: seldom speak of it, but it's definitely there. Uh, The garden speaks of it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does. It does. I I have to say, um, when I was uh, tasked to review the book, I started reading the book and I knew, I started reading the book in March and I knew I had to go see this. What made you decide to write? Well, The Layered Garden
1: was all about the techniques, about how you do a layered gardening, what that concept meant. Uh, When I accepted it, when Timber offered me, wanted me to write a book, I said, well, The Layered Garden, let me explore layering in all of its different aspects, plants, facial, and, and it had a good success and a large, nice response. And they said, would you write another? I said, well, don't ask me right away. But in a few years, I got to thinking, I want to write a year at Brandywine Cottage to tell you what you do after the garden is in. Mm-hmm. Okay, how you live with this <laughs> layered garden. Mm-hmm. what, And I wanted it, I thought that would be fair and something that people might like to, share, you know, it's that it, we've built the whole life, not just around, but with our brandywine cottage. There's a difference. You know, this is our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And just to share some tips, you know, we're not together today. We're 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 separated <laughs> by cyberspace, but we're still connecting by sharing gardening love and plants and tips. And uh, I wanted just just to share if I could if I could get someone else to if I could share something of value to you, to somebody else that helped you in your gardening life, then that's really what David needs to be doing. Mm-hmm. And that's what gardeners do for me. Look when we walk around here and we talk about a plant. Have you seen this? Have you seen that? What about that? What's that? You, it's that that's wonderful. It's that sharing of ideas and sharing of ideas. Like, and, and we all become better gardeners for it.
0: Mm-hmm. We, that is very, very true. Um, one of the the um, things that caught my attention in your book, so many people don't step outside in their gardens in the wintertime. They reserve it for spring. And so many people, the first thing they say is, oh, my daffodils are blooming. And I'm thinking, but there was something before the daffodils. There were the hellebore, or it should be, Share with me a little insight on how hellebores caught your attention. Well,
1: I love, uh, as you know, in both books, especially a year at Brandywine Cottage, Mm -hmm. celebrating each month. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm addicted to chlorophyll. And when it goes away, I start withdrawing. I figured there's no reason for that. I just need to think about the plants that bloom and against the odds. And that's what I liked about hellebores and snowdrops. they kind of bloom against what mother nature throws at them and they keep on blooming they have they have spirit they have moxie they have verve you know and then the colors that they come in the Mm hellebore is like every color in the rainbow except true blue or red and to have that in march and sometimes february Mm -hmm. is just awesome and needed for my Psyche and my vision, okay? It helps you know all's not lost. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the angle of the light is so pristine at those winter months. The angle uh, is beautiful against those colors. So I like that. And so I tried to make a garden that just doesn't rest on one genus, which I'm probably forever linked with hellebores and snowdrops, but building a garden around and I just think we're only limited by what we ask of our garden. We just say, "Oh, we can't do it," and you miss four months out of your life in the garden, or you say, "Oh, let me think about this. What can I do to make a gardening picture?" And honestly, you can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm I do it. You can do it. You know, yeah. right? you you just need to think about it and ask your garden to perform. Don't run away and say, "I can't."
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Now, you, you keep alluding to Galanthus. Share with my listeners Galanthus. <laughs>
1: Galanthus. Well, it, it's a common name as a snowdrop because it blooms when there's snow on the ground. And I've been celebrating all week because, A, my Galanthus order came in, and, 2, I have six Galanthus blooming in the garden now. Oh, now, my. but they're going to say this j- just genera we'll start now and there'll be one blooming all winter long with a big crescendo around the last of February, first few weeks of March. So, th- so it's for me when I see that little snowdrop, and I see with snow on the ground and I'm going, well, spring's beginning, you know, I'm, I'm thinking that it's, they're, 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 they're small, but they're very, very effective. You know, here, they are carpets of white uh, in, first week of march last week of february i mean it's very very it doesn't take much to get you excited about the garden again it's one of the first things to come on
0: yeah it's like an appetizer right
1: appetizer it is it's maybe well for me i'm into that time of the year so much i've built part of the garden around that i'm i'm out in the garden by the time april gets here i'm kind of like at the. End in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've already been out in the garden two months. All right, yeah. and yeah. I haven't had to say bug spray in two months. You know, yeah. uh, it's it's a it, yes. You have to wear a little, dress up a little warmer. Uh, mm-hmm. Figure out to wear that sweater that that awful sweater at Christmas time, but you can wear that to keep warm outside. Mm-hmm. But you're still outside, it's
0: complete, right? Complete right.
1: Between nature, reconnecting, I might say, with nature. Um, mm-hmm. So, I think we need to work on a lot of reconnecting with nature and just in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I, I, I can talk for hours about you. You've hit hella wars and you've hit snowdrops. I can keep people up late at night talking about those <laughs> two things. <planes.
0: laughs> so, in your garden now, with your galanthus blooming, what brings you joy?
1: Gee, to be able to walk out there, to be able to walk out there and be so blessed to be able to see it, Mm -hmm. it it is a joy. Life is an ephemeral thing, you know, and we're called to enjoy it while we we have it. Those moments, I'm looking out from the office and I'm seeing a stewardia in full color. Well, that's going to be gone in a couple days. Mm-hmm. So I need to get all the joy I can get out of these moments right now, you know, just ring out every little bit of joy. So that visual uh, and being, Even viewing and appreciating Maybe I, and yes some needed weeding. but I'm I'm kind of Participating with nature. I'm, I'm part of the, I become part of the dance, too um, but the main thing is to stop and and soak it in enjoy it. you know I've been close to the into my <laughs> gardening life several times and it's it's very it's very good just to be in it I hope I explained that in a rambling kind of way
0: mm-hmm. have are you one to totally clean up your garden or do you just let the garden be well I've I've matured in that
1: over the years. Where I am now is that I have done, I've done editing and cutting back all the way through the season. But I let the perennial border stand. I'll probably start cutting them back this week. But I've enjoyed looking at them at this stage of their life. Unless they collapse, I don't cut it down. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that stage of their life can be beautiful, too. The seeds heads of the echinacea or the sunflowers, those brown against the ornamental grass, the amber. That's pretty, too. The way a plant goes over is, is important to look at as well. I, I, I've enjoyed that. Again, how much pleasure can you wring out, out of one spot? Mm-hmm. And does a, does a garden, does a plant have to be forever 21? I I don't think so. I think all aspects of its life are to be appreciated. Mm
0: -hmm. I think you should uh, write a book called The Seasoned Garden because (laughs) we are seasoned and we do look at the garden differently. What is the rush? Embracing each and every moment to bring us joy is so meaningful right now.
1: Oh, right now it surely is. We need it now more than ever. That's why I think it's it's a timely conversation that we and the rest of the world are having about how we approach issues just like that. The garden just speaks to it on its own. I don't know where I heard it. Maybe the gardens can speak, but not in a language that we hear, but we can certainly see it. Exactly. We can see the garden teaching us that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So if you had two plants other than the ones we've mentioned that you just really feel are needed in the garden what two would they be
1: do i have to have can i get four sun and shade or just two in general
0: oh just give me
1: four go for it okay well i'm really i'm really i really like iris Mm -hmm. the german bearded iris Mm -hmm. and i tend to like all the old ones it's just how i am they have a real simple line They've been around for a long time. You know, they're really highly styled, And they're more resistant to bore and disease. That's why they've been around a long time. They're good disease resistance. I don't spray or irrigate the garden. So iris would be one. Um, And that would be for sun.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And shade, I'm really crazy about trilliums. Yes. Okay. You know, that's, that's a hard question because usually when someone asks me that I I answer, it's the one I'm standing next to. Mm -hmm. That's my favorite. (laughs) (laughs) I collect trilliums, I collect the iris. uh, Certain peonies as well, kind of traditional on that.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, last few years, I've been bitten by the Solomon's Silk bug. So I've been collecting different kinds of Solomon seals Ooh. in the meadow itself. For another sun plant is liatris. Yes, but I I grow five different kinds of liatris. The butterfly. I saw a monarch yesterday. I went, buddy, fly fast.
0: <laughs> really?
1: <laughs> go go. <laughs> Hope you have a ticket. Uh, you know, <laughs> but you know it, they're so beautiful. I love the liatris. Yeah, yeah.
0: In walking through your garden, I could just see, uh, I mean, pausing anywhere and everywhere was possible. Do you tend to pause in your garden when you're supposed to be working in it and editing, as you say? Do you tend to find yourself lingering at certain points throughout the journey?
1: Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. And I've done it more this year than I've ever done it in my gardening lifetime. Mm-hmm. Because I get the sense of time Because it's more relevant And again, back to our earlier comment mm-hmm. You've got to enjoy it while you can Enjoy it And see it So yes, I, but I do And oftentimes I will Make spots in the garden Where subconsciously Either put a chair there Or put a, a Stronger color at the opposite end To make you stand and gaze. Okay, to allow those different spots, Terry, you, I can show you and you can clearly see where I've made those spots to stand and linger. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's important because part of gardening working is stopping to see what you've done. That's part of the job, okay? It's mm-hmm. to stop and yeah. linger and look and what have I learned and let the garden give back to you. We're in such a hurry to, you know, do, 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 do. But part of it is this: the garden wants to give back to you as well. Allow right. it to do that, okay? You got to stop to allow it to do that, okay? Uh, that's one way. There's two different kinds of tired, I've always said. There's an honest tired, and there's a not-so-honest tired. Gardening is an honest tired. You've worked <laughs> a long day, and you're taking those Advil. It's a good kind of tired. It's not like mental stress tired. Right but it,
0: but it encourages the memory of of being in the garden, doesn't it?
1: It encourages yeah i th- I think I have a picture over my door in my office of Joanna cleaning her garden tools, and for mm-hmm. me, when I'm in the wintertime cleaning my garden tools in December, I'm still out there in that garden in my mind mm-hmm. you know i' I'm, I'm, I'm preparing the tools for the garden tomorrow i I'm, I'm still in the garden, I'm thinking about the garden of the past and the garden of tomorrow even though I'm not
0: in it when I'm cleaning tools. Or looking at a
1: catalog for that matter, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Dreaming. Dreaming is awesome, especially when you're dreaming about the garden. Now, in this book, there are recipes as well. What made you add the recipes? Because that just, it just like, just makes you immerse yourself in that chapter. Like, I just can't go on, at least it did for me. What made no, you do that? My
1: publisher asked the same thing, and um, because actually, strangely enough, no one had ever done a book with recipes, plants, and arrangements all in one book. And I went again, why not? Because mm-hmm. it's all part of the garden. Uh, the recipes are basically all from the garden, and a lot of them are passed along recipes, are family recipes. Okay. And, you know, it's, that's an important part of the garden too. You know, the heart of my garden is the vegetable garden, uh, and then it's ornamental around it, and the vegetable garden is ornamental itself, but having those recipes, that's part of the garden too. Those are the, that's where man first started gardening, is his connection of making food, okay, from the garden. That's our, that speaks of our relationship with the earth. And then it becomes ornamental. And the arrangements—it's learning to look at your garden like a, a, a holistic approach. Mm-hmm. It's the food. It's the arrangements. It's the weeds. It's the, it's so all of that's connected to my mind. You know, multi-purpose plants. Mm-hmm. You know, plants can be edible. Plants can be visual. Plants can be in arrangements. It's just—it's—it's it's to show that interconnectedness and the versatility of the garden and it's also about bringing the outdoors in or the indoors out it's it's blurring the lines if you will
0: yeah yeah the garden is the table
1: it is that's where it started that's exactly
0: food for the stomach and food for the soul that's right that's right and i wasn't going to mention the arrangements but oh my goodness (laughs) the arrangements the the pictures I I know who was behind those pictures right
1: <laughs> <laughs> well we do there we we do arrangements every week from the garden okay every all all the time and that's why we plant a lot of things because we we just bring the outdoors back in I don't have window treatments you know I like to see my plants and I have them both outside and in and, and they're rather simple straightforward I don't think they're overly complex but it's just again what are the possibilities you know making it easy for it doesn't have to be really complex for it to be beautiful it can be simple and straightforward But the main thing is whatever you create whatever do it enjoy it <laughs> it's not it's not about winning a ribbon it's about you enjoying it
0: okay. thank you it's not a race it's not a competition no, it's, it's not. personal joy personal joy mm. it's for you mm. well are, are you speaking anywhere these days? Where can people find you, and where can they find the awesome book?
1: Well, I think it's all over Amazon right now, and I'm sure any major book carrier will have it. Uh, I just spoke last night at Des Moines, Iowa. You know, I bemoaned the fact that we can't be together uh, personally, but I know you're going to come visit soon. I hope you do. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're connecting to, via your Webinar, so thank you for that allowing us to connect at least we're even though we may not be in the same garden. We're together Okay, Mm -hmm. we're all the same Uh, I'm speaking at New York Botanic uh, on the 17th Um, And I have another one in the Hamptons uh, on the 13th of December I try to put it on my I haven't updated my calendar on my webpage,
0: mm-hmm. Randy
1: Wine Cottage or David L. Colt,
0: mm-hmm. I
1: usually keep a calendar on there as well
0: okay, okay David, you know we're at that time of year where normally we would be gathering with family and friends for seasonal joy. If you had to share with someone a reason why even though we will not be physically in the same room with people, how this book can enhance their seasonal bliss, what would it be?
1: Well, no matter where we are and find ourselves, we're together in spirit, in the spirit of gardening. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna be privy to anyone, everyone's table conversation, but I know that they're a kindred spirit in the world of gardening okay we're all there together somehow we're all stewards of the earth and when we look back on the gardening years you've happened to hit on my favorite season actually one of my favorite seasons is thanksgiving uh we've had another year we're all here i guess we've lost some but we're still here together gardening together speaking about gardening it's important to be thankful about that Mm -hmm. um that's a really (laughs) that's a really a good way to uh, look at this season the, the colors of course are rich there's a chill in the air uh, appreciate those and let's look at what we have let's look and the very and let's look at the spring too just think about the promise of tomorrow uh, if you can b- 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 before you go there please appreciate now appreciate the now uh, it's okay to about, dream about things to come. The very act of gardening is an act of faith. But Don't forget about the, ju- the joy there is in today, the day-to-day joys of putting an arrangement together, uh, cooking some uh, greens from the garden, you know, because they've had a frost on them now. Don't forget about those day-to-day little joys that when all added up can make a big impact in your life. Uh,
0: Well, David, I have to tell you, I am thankful that, number one, I have this book. Number two, that I was able to come up and actually be a visitor at Brandywine Cottage. And I'm also very thankful for our friendship. And I look forward to it growing.
1: Oh, Terry, so do I. I I was sitting here now just being, this is great. (laughs) See, the garden has given me the best gifts of my life. It's given me wonderful moments to experience, but it's given me the best people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've met the best people in in, in the gardening world. It's been the best common denominator in my life, yeah. love of gardening, the garden. And you're proof of that this morning.
0: Oh, <laughs> you're proof you. of that. Thank you. Well, I know that you're recovering from your garden events of yesterday, but you know what? Have another cup of tea or coffee and uh, get back out there because okay. the garden is waiting.
1: <laughs> I've got bulbs to plant, Terry. I've got bulbs to plant. That would make two of us. <laughs> Enjoy your
0: afternoon. Okay? YouTube,
1: blessings, blessings, blessings. And I hope to see you soon. Take oh, care.
0: Me too. Bye-bye. I know now that you can understand why I feel David Cope is a very special person to know. I am so thankful that he welcomed me into his garden in August. It was absolutely stunning. It is a vision I will never ever forget. Thank you, David, for extending the hand and welcoming. Just a few garden communicators into your garden in August. You know, as we transition from season to season, leaves have caught my eye. They've caught my eye so much that I have actually begun collecting a leaf bouquet a day. When you're out walking, look up, look down and really appreciate the leaves along the way. I even found a poem from Elsie N. Brady. The name of this poem is called Leaves. How silently they tumble down and come to rest upon the ground. To lay a carpet rich and rare Beneath the trees without a care. Content sleep, their work well done. Colors gleaming in the sun. At other times they wildly fly. Until they nearly reach the sky. Twisting, turning through the air. Till all the trees stand stark and bare exhausted drop to earth below to wait like children for the snow I love that poem I have a huge oak tree in front of my house and usually in January the leaves are still hanging on but it allows me to go outside and engage with nature even in a cold month like January. I hope that you will continue to follow me. My website, cottageinthecourt.com, Facebook, Cottage in the Court, Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court, and my collaborative podcast with Peggy Riccio, called Gardens and Plants, where we discuss what's going on in our garden, places we go, and even the trouble we get into as we embrace gardening every step of the way. I hope that you are considering composting your leaves this year. It's a great thing to take the gifts that Mother Nature gives us, like leaves, and return them. It enriches enriches our soil and adds life to the garden. Until next time, this is Terry, Cottage in the Court.